0: Good morning, welcome to our podcast, I'm Blair, and today we're continuing our series in the New Testament letter of Philippians, where we're looking at the topic of joy, which is a theme throughout the letter. Thanks for joining me, and I hope that you enjoy today's topic. So so right at the start, do me a favor, one more time, give me your best smile. <laughs> right now this is the third week i've asked you to do that so you know if you're bored with it then then maybe make a funny face at me it's not like i can see you right uh, the, the point is, is that it feels good to smile and the joy that we experience in life is important to god now that doesn't mean that we get all our desires fulfilled in fact that very often doesn't lead to joy having all our desires fulfilled but god does tell us that we can experience joy even in the difficulty and hardships of life, because it's not based on what's happening around us. It's dependent upon what's happening inside of us. So today, we're going to look at Philippians chapter 2. If you want to turn there or click there in your Bible so that you can follow along. And and we're going to start reading at verse 1, and we're going to read through to verse 11. So here it is, Philippians 2. It says, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort? From his love any fellowship together in the spirit are your hearts tender and compassionate then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose it says don't be selfish don't try to impress others be humble thinking of others as better than yourselves don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others, too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And when he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death. On a cross therefore God elevated them to the place of highest honor and gave them the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father that's some great verses isn't it those are some great verses I mean and so as a reminder uh, did, if you've missed the, the first few parts, as a reminder, the, the name of the man writing this letter is Paul. And at the time of the writing, Paul's in prison for his faith in Christ. So he's writing this from a place of experience, and, and he describes multiple times having joy despite his circumstances. You know, Paul's also the one who started the church in Philippi, so he knows them really well. And it, it's obvious throughout the letter that that they care deeply for one another and and so in these first four verses of Philippians chapter 2 um, what we see here is Paul is encouraging the Philippians to be strong in the Lord despite conflict and pressure from both outside and inside the church he also encourages unity humility and love among the believers you know there, there's no denying that we are going through a difficult time right now not just as a church though. I mean our nation, you know, your co-workers, your neighbors are most likely experiencing a hard time in life right now. It's having an effect on individuals and on our church as a whole. And conflict inside the church is nothing new. And at times it's even been necessary. That being said, unity, humility, and love should define us, not conflict. Unity is found in humility and love now unity doesn't mean that we all look the same or act the same or even believe the same love is valuing the person more than being right about something and that's expressed in humility how you talk to them how you talk about them how you treat them and if you only love people i mean if you only love people who agree with you then you don't really love them you just love seeing yourself in them right Think about that. Now, there are some non-negotiables, some foundational beliefs of our faith that we should all agree on. And we can find unity of belief there in those. And I mean, here they are. Foundational things. God is the creator of the universe. Jesus is the son of God, born of a virgin, sinless, died on a cross for our sins, rose from the dead, and will someday return. And that because of that, Jesus is the only way to salvation, to the forgiveness of your sins and receiving eternal life. And the Bible is God's word, the final authority for our life here on earth. Those are the non-negotiables. And that's not a really long list. And, I, and, and I'm not saying that other aspects of our belief system and understanding of God are not important. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is we need to leave room For a difference of understanding and interpretation and growth in those things. Outside of the non-negotiables. And it's important that we treat each other with love and humility in every possible way. Especially when we disagree. And so it says that we should work together with one mind and purpose. And that takes unity, humility, and love. Because we're not always going to agree. But what can? What can we agree on? Well, we can agree on the fact that God is the creator of the universe, that Jesus is the Son of God and the only way to eternal life. We can agree on those things. That means if people don't know, if you know, if people don't know and trust Jesus when they die, they will spend eternity in hell without God. Our one mind, our one purpose is to reach a lost, broken, and hurting world, and they might even put us in chains for our beliefs, and for telling them about that. But we love them anyways. You know, I've noticed in my own life, I've noticed that that when I lose purpose in life, when I don't have a goal that I'm working towards, that, that I have a lot less joy in my life. And that it makes it easier for me to become critical, to become selfish, which, of course, that doesn't help anybody, including me. And, you know, perhaps you can relate to that when you don't feel like you have a purpose in life. Here's what I want to get at. Church, let's return to our true purpose. And there we'll find joy, the kind of joy that just overflows from our lives, affecting people all around us. Because as we put away our selfish ambitions, as we put away our conceit, our tendencies to think that we're more right than other people, and our tendency to be self-absorbed, we will naturally have a greater concern for the interests and the needs of others. Because that is what being like Jesus looks like. Interested in the needs of others and loving them. See, Jesus is the ultimate example of humility. And that's described for us in verses 5 to 11. And while those verses are describing the person of Jesus, they can change how... You and I think and live because verse 5 tells us that we're to take on the same attitude as Jesus. And so here they are, starting in verse 6. It says, you know, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. This verse is a, a description of Jesus' existence before taking on humanity. He is the eternal God that always existed and yet he didn't cling to the privileges of deity. Jesus was equal to the Father. It wasn't something he had to acquire. It was who he was. So God, then, Jesus, became like us in order to redeem us, in order to fix our broken relationships. And we are the ones guilty of breaking the relationship. I mean, think about this. What king leaves their throne to not just become common, but to become like his enemy in order to win his enemy to his side? That's how good he is. And we're to take on that same attitude of loving our enemies with the goal of winning them over. Christianity is often busy trying to prove people wrong instead of loving them to win them over. Verse 7 says, Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And when he appeared in human form, right... When Jesus, when Jesus came down to earth as God and man, He made Himself nothing, no reputation. He was fully God in every way, and yet He took upon Himself the likeness and the form of a man, who was in a low state, a baby. Right? He He didn't come in splendor and glory. His whole life was lived in one of poverty and suffering. And the lowest step of it all was dying on a cross, being exposed to public hatred and scorn. Humility. Humility is one of the keys to knowing God and experiencing joy in this life. It's pride that makes us want to prove that we're right and somebody else is wrong. It's pride that drives us to want to be something, to build a reputation, to gain power or influence. But those pursuits are so often very empty. And instead, I want to encourage each and every one of us to humble ourselves before God and others and to look for ways to serve both God and other people. Verse 8 says he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. I mean, you know, there's no one God has to listen to or obey, right? I mean, in fact, the psalm says that, that God does as he pleases, He's not accountable to anybody, but God, but Jesus left the glory of heaven and became human. And he did that to be obedient. It's an incredible example of humility. Obedience to God will lead you to joy and it will actually lead you to all kinds of good things that God has in store. Obedience is an expression of humility in our life. And if you want to be obedient to God, and experience joy and all the other blessings that come with it. Then what what you'll find is you, you will quickly find that God will hold you to that, and He'll hold it to you, hold you to it by pointing out areas of your life where He wants you to change, where He wants you to turn from sin and selfishness, and He wants you to abandon that, and He He wants you to to love and serve other people. God takes that kind of thing seriously, and so then it goes on. Verse nine it says, "Therefore God elevated him." to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names. Jesus is the ultimate example of exaltation after humility. God exalted Jesus to the highest place. And the Bible describes um, describes it. And, and it says that you know, Jesus didn't crown himself. In fact, the Father crowned him in giving him the name above every name. It's declared that Jesus is the person, the, the one who is above all. You see, God's on our side. He's for us and not against us. And he proves it by becoming, uh, by, by leaving heaven and becoming like us, by dying on a cross for us. And then, and then gives us access to his glory through the name of Jesus. That's how on our side he is. And then it goes on, it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord the glory of God the Father. So not only is Jesus exalted by the Father, but the whole world is brought into submission to the Son. This conveys just an absolute and total um, recognition from creation of the superiority of Jesus Christ. Tongues confessing and knees bowing give us evidence, you know, the idea that it is a complete submission to Jesus both in word and in action, that's required of us. Jesus is Lord of all. You see, and remember, remember this. Paul didn't give this, this description of Jesus, you know, when he's writing this letter to the Philippians. He didn't just give it for some, like, theological education. Instead, it's the picture of Jesus giving these verses to show them how to follow Jesus' pattern of patient, humble obedience, which leads to joy. Paul, a man in chains, threatened with execution, is describing joy and humility. So lately, you know, I've been leaving you with some questions to consider after the message to help you process it in your life. And this week, this week, I only have one question for you to consider. And here it is. How does Jesus' example of humble obedience apply to the circumstances of your life today. Take some time. Pray. Ask God to show you areas of your life where He is calling you to humble obedience. Right? He He might ask you to, to give up something, to, to surrender a, a habit, an attitude. He might tell you to, to go and love that person that's been hating you to do something, to serve them, to do something kind for them. I don't know. He might tell you, he might call you to humble yourself in your marriage, to ask for forgiveness or to grant it. I don't know. But humble obedience will lead us to places of joy and everything good that God has in store for us. I hope that each and every one of us will live in it. I want to pray for you today. Father, thank you for each and every person that hears this, watches this, listens to this. God, I pray today that each and every one of us that we would be a people known for humble obedience to you. God, may we be a people of unity and love, of one mind and one purpose of reaching Campbell River for you, Jesus. That we would we'd see each person as somebody that you have died for that you deeply love. That God, we wouldn't see somebody that we disagree with politically or or in in relationship or, or, or um, around you know our faith. That we wouldn't see maybe somebody that's mocked us or ridiculed us. We would see somebody that you love, that you've called us to humbly serve. God help us. May we have the same attitude. As you Jesus in all things may I have it God I desire to be like you and you alone thank you Jesus I pray that you bless each home each individual God each person that hears this God may you draw them call them to yourself may they know you more and more thank you Lord we pray this Jesus in your beautiful name Amen God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, if you like, you share with me. Maybe if you if you're comfortable, share with me how God has talked to you um, and what he, you know, those areas of humble obedience he's he's asking you to to work on. I'd love to hear it. Bless you. Have a good day.